Welcome to Paddy Talks, brought to you thanks to Seed Golf Balls, who deliver you affordable to performance, same performance, half the price. Check them out at www.seedgolf.com and try them today. On this week's show, we have the gentleman behind GolfLabIreland.com, custom fitting in South County Dublin. But first, LK Byrne would have said, roll it there, Colette. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Brawley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Brawley, what did he get at? and play on today's show we're in Stackstown Golf Club we have possibly one of the best views in Dublin it is night time here at the moment but I can see all the lights from North Dublin South Dublin the whole lot out into the bay possibly one of the best views here in the Dublin mountains I'm with the guys Mike and Anthony from um, from I'm with the guys from Golf Lab Ireland Mike and Anthony welcome to the show thanks Mark who wants to go first fine Mike yeah <laughs> So generally on the show, it's generally around, so um, Golf Lab Ireland is a custom fitting shop here in, in Stackstown, yeah? Yeah. So before we get into that business and what you're all about, a bit about each of you, in terms of what was, Mike, what's your earliest memory of golf? Caddying from my father. And would that be here in Stackstown or? No, Dunleary. Dunleary, very good. Yeah. And then from caddying from your dad to getting into golf yourself, what was the was it you got good at golf or what age group did you decide that golf is for me? Yeah, I played most sports, always to a good level. And uh, golf, I found, it's a hard sport, but I found it relatively easy to begin with. So after 18 months or so playing, I joined Owen Mulhall in Dunleary as assistant pro. I live right, be- I, I live right beside the old Dunleary Golf Club, or I did growing up. Yeah. So what age were you then when you decided, okay, going to go pro here? 17. 17? Yeah. And what, that was in a coaching facility, was it with a view to teach golfers or was it to work in the pro shop or was it both or? To be a club pro. Okay. And what did that entail at the time for you? Yeah, well it would have meant coaching and the Irish scene then was an awful lot better than it is today as far as pro. We had a whole lot of tournaments, uh, pro-ams, there was great money in the pro-ams. It was pretty good. We had several good tournaments here in the country, pro-only tournaments, which today we've only got two at the most. Okay, fair enough. And we're here in Stackstown now. How long are you in Stackstown? I'm here 30 years. 30 years, so life sentence. Yeah, I was uh, 10 years in Kilkenny, the head pro in Kilkenny before that. And I spent uh, five years in Dunleary as assistant. Super stuff. So how would you describe the... The kind of the culture here in Stackstown, considering you're here such a long time. Culture. So I mean, I'm. I've said again on yet another podcast episode. I'm member in Hinch, right? So we get a lot of footfall on green fees. It's kind of, it's, it's seen as like one of the top golf courses in Ireland. Yeah. Um, I'd say the court and the club they're somewhat half and half between Dublin and the west of Ireland. So yeah. the extremities really of, of cultures like me. And then people yeah. come down from Dublin, and, yeah. it's, and it mixes really well. Yeah, um, and it's it's kind of open to everyone, um, inclusive, growing the game, and big focus on junior golf and doing well and being competitive while at the same time having fun. Right, so that's yeah. how I describe Lahinch. 
and it's part of the town. You can go for a walk on the beach after to cool down after an 85. Um, yeah, <laughs> that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, Stackstown's very much a members club. Uh, we do fairly well with green fees, societies, but it's mainly member-based. <clears throat> we would um, have a very good junior section uh, and a very, very active membership. Oh, that's key. Um, before we go into um, the, the the business of custom fitting, Anthony. Yes. Your turn. Okay. So your earliest golfing memory. Well, I came to golf a little bit of a roundabout way. Um, I didn't play golf as a child. Um, I started playing in my early twenties. Um, a couple of years ago. Couple, only a couple of years ago, yeah. <laughs> so I drove buses uh, for Dublin Bus for over 10 years and the shift work kind of lent itself to a bit of golf uh, in afternoons or early mornings and we bought a house down at Kilcock and I joined Kilcock Golf Club and first handicap was six so um, that was your first handicap yeah yeah Jesus. Um, and uh, we were kind of I didn't know Michael I, I had played Stackstown a couple of times um I got down to three and the PJ training you had to be three or below to to do it uh, had a mortgage at the time and was kind of settled but saw this advertisement on golfjobs.ie and applied for it and the rest is history the golf job was assistant pro here the history, assistant pro here yeah, yeah. and you just, yeah. you just went for it yeah, yeah. why did you go for it what, went, what, what was the triggering moment you said, I'm enough of the buses, I'm going to go into this? Um, it was really my wife pushed me into it. Like, you know, it was a big decision at the time because we would have had to sell the house to, you know, to do the training. And it was like taking the noose around your, from around your neck because at the time we sold the house at a good time before the bubble burst and um, it's worked out very well. Super stuff. So both of you, Mike and Auntie, both of you coach here in Stackstown. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So when I'm having the chance with, with the PGA Pro around Dublin, the main question for people listening who are looking for to get lessons, they want to know a bit more about the coach, more so on their approach to the teaching. So some some coaches are massively um, technical, P one, P two, P three, P four, all of that, which yeah. is great if you're into it. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, some are massive on tracking and the numbers and face to path. So. Mike, you first. What would be what in a like an elevator pitch, one paragraph? What is your approach to coaching the game of golf? Coaching, keep it as simple as possible. Less is more. The less you have to think about, the better. I mean, you can fill someone's head with an awful lot of thoughts if you can keep it really, really simple. There's where you'll get the best results. Most of the uh, top coaches I've been with, and I've been with them all at this stage through seminars and, and through getting a few lessons myself, um, every one of them that I've been with, and as I say, I've been with most of them at this stage, made it very, very simple. No, definitely. Like one of the best coaches I've ever been to, he's over in New Jersey now, he's list, probably listened to this in the pro shop in Fiddler's Elbow Country Club, is Keelan McDonough. And one of the best swing talks he ever gave <coughs> me was just swing the belly at it. That was yeah. it. And that's what worked from whatever yeah. that made my body do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was it. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And yours, what would be your approach to when someone comes in here, no matter what the handicap, what, what's your approach? Uh, well, I, I would tend to kind of start with the numbers on track, man. 
um, and then I'd kind of take them to the course and, and it's all kind of performance based after that like you know um, once we know someone's tendencies we know what they're you know we're trying to eliminate kind of their misses if you like shot dispersion kind of thing but I think kind of on course is is key as well no, I got now for people listening like me, father in law who's off twenty three, hope I got that right, John, is like when you say I'll take out their golf performance, what that what does that mean? I would take them on a playing lesson. Play a few holes, kind of assess um might ask them to keep stats. Um, so we're talking going forward. fairways and regulation greens yeah. up and down stuff like that puts. yeah and kind of getting in a little bit more kind of rather than you know just missing fairways what side did you miss did you miss puts low high way short long with your approaches you know just getting a little more detail rather than just um, you know grave fairways and, and greens you know so you, I could say what I'm right saying you could have the best of both worlds here if you put the stacks on for a lesson you can go au natural with Mike or you could go a little bit more technical and performance based with yourself yeah absolutely yeah best of both yeah the yin and yang mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Anthony um, in the PGA qualifying uh, in coaching in his year which would be hundreds came first of hundreds of PGA hundreds of PGA assistants going through their final exams they have to pass their uh, coaching ability and he came first in it there we go. So for the whole of Europe whole of Europe not just Ireland man. No, no 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 no, for the whole of Europe whole of Europe that's something they put on the wall mm-hmm. sure yeah. it is on the wall it is on the wall yeah so we're here to talk about Golf Lab Ireland yeah so Golf Lab Ireland so I'm an engineer so when I hear Golf Lab I'm like oh they test golf clubs right mm-hmm. I've been really agricultural about it right yeah so when I checked in it's actually a fantastic facility mm. thanks Paul. just off the M50 yeah for everything around your game so t- tell us what's involved in the in the studio you have down there well we really have in my opinion we have everything not only in the studio but we have a fantastic workshop everything is built on site everything is in component form and we build it from scratch we frequency we MOI uh, we pure shafts we've spent uh, I've spent an awful lot of money on um, an SST puring machine getting the license for that we're the only ones in the country that can perform that and it does make clubs perform better almost all the every tour player would have it done to their clubs and it's not just for them it's for everybody it just makes it easier to get the ball out of the centre of the club face and makes it much much more consistent we, yes we use Trackman we have um, Sam Putt Lab um, Body Track um, Flight Scope everything everything there and also more. the brands we do uh, we do all the major brands and a lot of brands or some brands that the big box stores mightn't do like uh, PXG for those who are aware of that uh, Homna um, Mura uh, all, all those type of brands you have my attention yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, so I just want to ask about the puring of <coughs> shafts right because it's something I read about and saw <coughs> pros do and everyone on, on tour was doing it why though so like why would you need to pure your shafts, go get that process done? Is it across all your clubs, from oh, yeah. driver to wedge? Or? Driver, uh, driver to wedge, yeah. And what's involved? So like, why, why would I, I play off six? Yeah, Soon okay. to be five, folks. But like, 
why would I why would I say okay can I see what would happen if I pure a couple of shafts here yeah yeah think about it this way you might be playing with somebody that after buying a new club and you play with them regularly and all of a sudden like they're hitting the ball straighter or further or both than they were before because you can judge them on your own game and you say to yourself you have to get in a new club this is fantastic let's see what it is and they give you a go and and you hit it better and you know you take all the details you go down you go into the pro shop or you go to a store and you buy the exact same club the same way the shaft the same flex the same setting on the on the uh, sleeve and the same loft and it doesn't work it doesn't and then you compare it with your friends and you hit his again and his he hits yours and he's not hitting it either the heads would basically be the same be the same but the shaft the position the shaft is put in which puring does it finds the most stable position no shaft is completely round and no shaft is completely straight and this finds the most stable position to place the shaft in it's it was it was voted into the top 20 golf inventions of all time okay. and as i say like almost all tour players have had it done. Actually, Porrick, I was working on Porrick's clubs. I'm going back now maybe 12, 14 years. And he arrived back from the States with the pure label on it. I thought it was a new shaft. I'd never heard of it. <coughs> and um, it turned out to be uh, the puring. Mm -hmm. Now, it was extremely expensive to put it in. But uh, the system. went ahead. And, oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and on top of that, we pay royalties on every shaft we pure. Okay, so it's purely for the end user. Yeah, absolutely. So it's because every shaft, and this is the engineer coming up me now, every shaft coming off the line will have a plus or minus tolerance. Yeah. And it's that plus or minus which makes the difference between my driver not working compared to your driver. If we have the same specs, and I, and I, and I pured my driver, like your one, if I took out your driver, oh, that's really great, I'm hitting that really well. Yeah, well, you know, puring would have nothing to do with the flex. Okay? So it is right that uh, there, there is a tolerance. And, and you know sometimes that can be as much as one flex like if, if the tolerance is uh, plus four cycles and the next one is minus four cycles and there's ten cycles between each flex so that's almost a flex but those two clubs even when they are pured one is still going to be softer or harder than the mm -hmm. other this will just find the most stable position oh, yeah one is very interesting mm -hmm. i have to check out to see where the most stable position of my ones are yeah. Might get me down uh, yeah, three. That's yeah, that's why like you know, you could be lucky. You know, because if they're if we say if one of the big companies is putting together a hundred drivers this week, I mean it has to be out of those hundred drivers there's probably at least twenty percent of them that if you like almost by coincidence or accident that they've been put in in a much better position because they're all just put in with this screen you know the logo up or logo down Correct. whereas when we pure them you know the logo might be to the left hand side of center right hand side of center you can also make a club um, by putting the most stable side facing the target it, that's the hard side if you like so if someone wanted to get the ball more in the air with the shaft that they have, if we put it facing the opposite way, like if we, if we put it at 9 o'clock instead of 3 o'clock, it'll actually help them get a little bit more, better flight yeah. on the golf ball. So there's a number of things you can do. Actual magic. <clears throat> yeah. Actual magic. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So all the, all the tech is down in that room. 
the trackman, yep. the flight scopes, the yeah, everything's there. Everything's yeah. there. We've also got a putting surface there too, which we can um, you know do the putter fitting on also. <coughs> no, that's that's smash. And Hanma and Miura, and they're two brands that I would see the top pros use all the time. So yeah, one big Hanma man is Justin Rose. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So we're getting to a couple of questions now around, I suppose. What I wanted to ask is this year, especially with the I suppose the arrival of Hanma, yeah, and PXG a couple of years ago, yeah, and especially coming up to Christmas. This will go out. This will go out this week. Yeah, and so coming up to Christmas, what would you what this year? What have been the top five brands coming out of your shop? And maybe um, what what product? So like the yeah, well, you know, like. Hamner are quite expensive and PXG are very, very expensive, you know, so we're not going to sell huge amounts of them and Muir are very expensive. We do sell them and we sell them quite well. Um, but out of the, if I was to go kind of, no particular order, like one, two and three, I would say um, Ping, Callaway and Mizuno. As brands, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if I'm um, Mrs. Bloggs, and I'm looking to buy something for Mr. Blogs, and ideally it would be a custom-fitting session, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but what would you say would be the top-selling driver this year for you guys? Callaway. I bought one myself. Not yeah. here, but I bought one myself. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Epic Flash is, mm. is, is great. And did irons? Did you get the Sub-Zero? I did, triple diamond. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and iron so probably the best, the best irons the top irons selling for you guys this year? We sell Mizuno. Mizuno, Ping, and then Callaway in that order, I'd okay, say. Super yeah. tough. Wedges, I didn't get fit for wedges. Is is that something you should do or? Yes, yes, putters, wedges, yes, absolutely. More. I mean, putters 40% of everyone's golf. Mm. Now, a person might come to me for a putter, you know, for a putter fit with the intentions, I mean, I'll have to buy a new putter. One of the first questions I'd ask, and probably my own, like, as far as uh, I often talk people out of getting something, because the way I look at it is, if it's not broke, we're not going to fix it. And one of the questions I'd ask when they're getting a putter is, uh, why did you buy this putter? Because I like it. I like the look of it. So then we can do the, well, three of the four L's, loft, lie, lent. The only one we can't do is the looks, because they've... That's their putter. But um, I, yeah, we have every facility down there to um, lengthen or shorten. Uh, we do carry a huge amount of different grips, uh, putter grips that is. Um, we can change the lie or loft by, in our uh, Mitchell would be the, num Mitchell Golf would be the number one um, loft and lie machines in the world, nearly on every tour van. The majority of them would have the Mitchell Loft and Lie, which is what we use for. So, I've got we, we we've got a putter, <coughs> Loft and Lie, and then we have ones for irons, right, left hand, uh, hybrids, fairway woods, and certain drivers. Not the ones with the sleeve; they don't need it because they're adjustable anyway. Oh, yeah. brilliant! So, wedges then. There's loads of them on the market: Cleveland, yeah. Folkies, Taylor. What were the top <coughs> ones for you guys this year? I wouldn't say there's really one particular top one. The you know wedges we sell quite a number of, and uh, you know just because a person might buy a set of uh, Callaways, they might have Vokey wedges, or they could have uh, a set of Titleist irons, and they have the 
Mac Daddy wedges are they're all you know it's it's, it's different. I mean, wedges really once we've got the length and the and the lie and then the bounce, it's really looks. Mm. It's what the person looks you know suits their eye and also the feel. You said you weren't fitted for or for wedges. Not, not yet. <coughs> you see, it's more the lie the lie angle is more important when you come to wedges because as the loft increases, the lie angle gets is more is more comes more into play. Oh, you know, with the with the face plane of the of the club face. You know, so if your lie is off with your wedges, you're gonna hit a lot of pulls or pushes. Yeah, especially where you might address the ball as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We could do a podcast yeah. on mm-hmm. Lofton now, I think. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I do, which I don't know if anyone else does in the country, um, as someone gets older, they lose a bit of flexibility. So what I would often do in a set of golf clubs um, for, we'd say, senior golfers, mm-hmm. um, where there might be half-inch increments between you know, a standard set of clubs, uh, I might make the... Um, after the seven iron, like from five, six, and seven, there could be the half inch increments, and then we might go like a quarter of an inch increments. So they'll still have good posture over the ball because if they try to get set up for a wedge and all like that, the tendency might be to move out of the shot during the backswing. Tense up. Yeah. 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 Oh, I got you. So putting, I love putting, right? <clears throat> and I could talk about putting all day, and it's possibly the strongest part of my game mm-hmm. personally. And getting fit for a putter was an eye-opener for me a few years ago, in terms of... And a lot of people on tour would say, oh, you might as well just pick one off the shelf. Like Tommy Fleetwood a couple of years ago, getting a sec- or a couple of weeks ago, he got a second-hand Callaway blade putter and was holding putters all over, all over the shop. But for me, it's key just to get fit for a putter because, like you said, 40% of your round is going to be putts. Yeah. Um, ideally, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're shooting the low one. Mm-hmm. So... What would your advice be around getting fit for a putter? So you said there's four L's there. Yeah, loft, lie, length. And the only one I can't change is looks. You know, so if you like to look at that putter, I can do everything else with it. And then you have the four L's. Because you like the looks, I can do the loft, length and lie. So how would you, how would you rate getting custom fit for a putter versus me just picking one up in the pro shop? Oh. But you're going to pay the same price anyway, so why would you? You know, and people that spend five, six, seven, eight hundred on a driver, you know, and then they might like just buy a putter off the shelf where they're going to use it a hell of a lot more than they're going to use their driver. You know, so. No, well, I, a lot of people are becoming more educated though, as far as putter fitting is, is concerned. One of the things we do too, and I don't know how many people do it now. Uh, in Ireland or in the UK at the moment would be counterbalancing yeah I find that great I mean the hardest thing to do as anyone will tell you with putting is distance control you know and by adding weight under the handle um, it makes the putter feel totally different now it's it's kind of like there's a guideline so we use different weights when we're doing this distance control we'll use different weights and all of a sudden you, you'll feel it you just go bingo and the distance control will improve and then at that stage then we can insert the, the weight into the putter what it does it moves the balance point and the same like with any club in the bag it moves the balance point closer to the hands 
and it slows the hands down and helps you release the putter more. And it could be a current putter, so, yeah. you know. So you can counterbalance a current putter or something. Oh, has. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Change the lie, yeah. change the loft, counterbalancing, length, you know, shorten, lengthen, whatever a person wants. What, what I found when I got uh, fitted for my putter was <coughs> I was just more aware of even where the putter face was at impact. Yeah. Would you recommend even to get fitted for a putter just for that awareness? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And also, too, one of the things we have there, which, again, I don't know if many other uh, facilities have it in the country, uh, we've all the putter heads, and there's three main uh, necks, if you like, or hosels. There's the center shaft, the plumber's neck, which we call like, like a ping answer, and then there's the heel. And we can put any one of those necks into any one of the putter heads like whether it's a blade whether it's a mallet or whatever it is we can put it in because getting your eyes in the right position over the ball the neck of the putter can help you enormously to do that so then it helps it easier to line it up so when you say that you've all the putter heads there what brands and people listening to this will be okay. thinking what look what do they look like yeah okay. so what brands of putter can um, fit like that uh, the odyssey the ping uh, the tailor-made the uh, seymour uh, even roll and pxg and Mura. do the even roll is it the er4 and the black finish yeah i'll be down to you that's the one, yeah. That's the one. Is the, is That's what I'm earmarking for Santa to bring. So I'll be down to um, A couple of questions. So I, I put questions out normally weekly to the few people that follow me um, on social media and, and to ask questions around custom fit. What questions did they have? So, Anthony, I'll put this one to you. And, and it's Irish Golfer magazine, so they might even put it in the magazine. You okay. never know. Um, their question is that most retailers stick to the choice of free shaft choices offered by OEMs. Yeah. And that specialized fitting centers, which would be your good selves, Golf Lab Ireland, tend to work a lot outside the, um, the free shaft options. So the question is, does fitting with shafts outside the free options um, affect the resale value of watch? So when I'm done with my Epic Flash, because there's a non-OEM free shaft in it, yeah. How would that affect the resale value so that when I come back into you guys, I have some wedge in my pocket to get the next one? Or does it affect it? I think it does definitely affect it. You know, um, the, and the fact that, you know, we, we there's very few shafts go out, go out of our facility without being pured. So even the, the printout that we do for the puring, we encourage people to hold on to that. Uh, because it adds value if they're going to ever trade the club in or sell it on. No, smart. No, definitely. I can definitely see the value in that. Um, from Alan, who's at D Dipper, great uh, username. If there is no improvement in your game in any way, why don't the custom fitters of this world offer a money back guarantee? Somewhat controversial, but go for it. Anthony? Uh, well, as far as we'd be concerned, the we're not only a custom fitting facility; we're also a teaching facility. So, a lot some people would come in and they're not ready for a custom fit, and there's no way we're going to push them into a custom fit when they're not ready. So, we would maybe suggest 
having a lesson or give them a few tips to go away and, and work on something and then come back and see us at a later date. Oh, that's fair enough, you know. It's like um, if you buy a suit, I suppose, like I'm going to buy a suit for an interview next week. <laughs> but if I don't get the job, I can't go back to the suit. <laughs> no, you know? no, no. So, Mike, this is from Stuart, uh, Stuart or 268 so if you don't like the question, you can seek him out on, on the Twitter routine. <laughs> but why do, let's say, two different fitters suggest different shafts? So mm. if, I get, if I come here one day, I'm going to say for my Mizuno irons, and you fit me into one yeah. shaft, yeah. and I might go somewhere else, um, a box shop or wherever, and they'll fit me into something different. Yeah. Why? Okay. Well, I can't speak for others, but with ourselves, <clears throat> we have a very good, an excellent shaft loading system. It's the only one in the country, there's only one in the UK also, and it gives us five different variables. It'll give us the flex, the weight of the shaft, and the profile. The profile is, you've got well, what I'd consider three parts to the shaft, butt, mid, and tip section. And in any one of those sections you can get a soft, regular, firm, stiff, or extra stiff. Along the shaft. Along in, the shaft. In, in, in the different places. So when I see yeah. their profile, <clears throat> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I have it up on the screen in front of them, I'll, I'll help them understand what I'm doing, and then we will put them into a shaft with their profile. Um, we'd have all of that knowledge to be able to do that. Could you and give me an example of someone who has come from a stock club, <clears throat> and then you fitted them into a shaft as per that process with mm -hmm. the profile that jazz. Yeah. Can you explain the reaction of someone who's gone from a stock one to, to a shaft like that? Yeah, results. You know, results. I had a guy with me there last week, um, really good player, very, very plus handicapper. Um, he felt he was a little bit short off the tee in comparison to the level he's playing at. <clears throat> so he was looking for more length. Um, once I saw his profile, I moved him to a, to a certain shaft, and I'd done a little bit of counterbalancing with him, which he was looking for a little bit more club head speed. So once we'd done that, he was, he'd gained like eight miles an hour. Now that's enormous for a, for a, for a plus handicapper to do that. Club head speed? Eight miles an hour club head speed. So eight miles an hour club head speed would compute to about 20 yards about 20 yards yeah. yeah now he was like also I mean I like, like um, impact location is crucial for you know for distance but he was good at that anyway no, you know, he was yeah and was a plus handicapper not in a profile shaft already yeah he was actually but like um I, I don't know where he. I don't, I don't know whether, whether he bought it off the shelf or. It might have been profile for him. Was. No, no, he just might have liked the feel of it, you know. Gotcha. <clears throat> Fair enough. Um, Damien McGettrick. So Damien, I think, is up in the island. I met him a, a couple of months ago. Um, his question is: Why don't the majority of golfers? I'm going to put this one to Anthony. Why don't the majority of golfers get fit at all? Now, mm. Damien is a big fan of custom yeah. fitting, so yeah. he's just yeah. asking the question, I suppose, for everybody else. I suppose, like, you know, as Michael said, people are getting more educated. Yes, um, yeah, definitely. And I think as people get more educated, it is going, you know, you can, you can see, even with our own members, you can see more and more people, you know, they're not going and buying off the shelf 
they're coming in and they're getting fitted, you know. And it again, it's word of mouth through us, like it's referrals, referrals, like isn't it? Yeah, referrals, definitely. Yeah, the only other way, we, sorry, the only um, the way we get customers where. Uh, customers as well would be um, if someone googled maybe PXG because I think there's only about three or four places in the whole country that do it uh, Mura probably the same uh, Homna much the same so if they google it and being in Dublin you know even if people aren't living in Dublin they could have kids in college or they're coming to Dublin for something else and they'll book a fit with us so we've had people from Belfast Cork all the way to Dublin and you'll have somewhere from Clare pretty soon, don't worry. <laughs> um, no, I suppose the question would be, like that question on why don't many golfers get fit is, I think there's a sort of stigma on custom fitting that it is for like the single handicapper golfer, but it's not. No. It's a, like I told my, again, my father-in-law, John, he's, he gets mentioned in this podcast as much as Lynch does. Um, but like, he's playing golf a couple of years, and I was like, well, you have a consistent swing. I think that's how you need. If you have one miss, not two, hmm. then get fit because it's only going to bring in that dispersion rate. That's right. That's the Bible I yeah. preach. So, um, and as well as that, like, you know, <clears throat> better players are going to hit out the middle of the club more often. So your your mid to high handicapper can only benefit from getting fitted because their their centeredness to strike is going to really improve. Yeah. Yeah, that should be the tagline, huh? Um, so last question from the masses is from Mr. Dash Riprock, so only he knows who he is. Um, is there a difference between fitting expensive brands like the Callaways and the BXGs versus the value brands, let's say like Ben Ross or... Yeah. Um, they spend, I mean, why they're more expensive too is their R&D. You know, they spend a huge amount of money. Like it's artificial intelligence with this new... Uh, Callaway, the epic flash, and it, and it does. It, it definitely, you know, it's it's a real rocket launcher. Yeah, like the difference. The difference I would see is in that is in the R and D and the design, and like that's why I did engineering because I wanted to go design golf clubs. Mm. Yeah. So it is the fact that they have more money for R and D and for the tech and for yeah. the investment in the product, and um, and that is the difference yeah, between getting be, fit for something like Callaway or yeah. Ping or TaylorMade versus yeah. the likes of yeah. Ben Ross yeah. or Dunlap. Yeah, process we, would yeah, be the same. We, we, we don't really uh, do the, the likes of the Ben Ross brands because um, everyone has a budget. You know, not everyone's going to spend a thousand or two thousand or three or four or five or six thousand on a set of golf clubs. So everyone has a budget. And what we do is um, if we don't take trade ins as such, but if they're in very, very good condition. And I might have somebody that said, look, I want to spend six or seven hundred on a set of golf clubs. And if they're practically new, what what I do is I take the club apart. You know, heads off, grips off, everything like that. Um, we've also got a polishing facility here. Uh, I bring the clubs up like practically new. And then I will build those clubs, putting new shafts and new grips on them. Also, even with those secondhand clubs, if you like to call them that, and I still give a lifetime warranty and a free MOT every year on that's all the clubs we sell. Everything nice. we sell. I didn't even yeah. know that at all. I didn't, I didn't know that even existed. So that's fantastic yeah. to know. Yeah, I don't, so know, like I don't know how many. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many people do give a free MOT or a lifetime warranty, but I certainly do, yeah. That's, that's serious. So <clears throat> it's been a great chat. So thanks very much for 
letting us know about um, the golf lab Ireland and what's involved in the facility, um, especially around that putting and the, and the different models you can get. And you can put the shaft wherever you want. Yes, that's um, it, Porrick. So I think Anthony's been, been uh, nominated to take <laughs> part in the, the quick part Q&A. <coughs> so everybody who comes on, um, okay. subject to the Spanish Inquisition, that is, the right. Paddy Talks quick fire Q&A. So are you ready? I'll go, ahead, go for it. What would your walk-on song be? We are the champions, Queen. Jim or pizza? Jim. Hat, visor or bucket hat? Hat. Happy Gilmore or tin cup? Happy Gilmore. Guinness or Heineken? Guinness. Le Hinch or Port Marnock? Le Hinch. Walk or cart? Walk. Win the Masters or win the Open? The Open. Drive it like Dustin Johnson or drive it like Zach Johnson? Dustin. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Play or practice? Play. Well, thank you very much for your time. I have Thanks, to say, it's a serious view here. Everyone's going to stack down for a coffee at least and take in this view and then tip down to you and see what putters and other clubs you have down there. Thanks, Park. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Park. That was Michael Kavanagh and Anthony Hanlon of the GolfLabIreland.com based in Stackstown Golf Club in South County, Dublin. Thank you all for sending in your questions and getting involved. Keep doing so at Paddy underscore golf on Twitter and Instagram. Questions are posted every week for you to get involved in each week's podcast. Thank you all for listening. Hit the show a follow, rate and review if that's your side. Actually, take two minutes, leave your review right now. Grab a cup of tea, leave a review and share it with your friends. Thank you for pressing play. Until we teed up again soon, I'm Paddy. <laughs>